Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. I'll never forget the night of March 8th, 1971. It was one of the most publicized and talked about sporting events of all time. Boxing heavyweight champion Smokin' Joe Frazier was defending his title against former champion Muhammad Ali. Many people still considered Ali to be the champ because he didn't lose his title in the ring. Ali won the title from Sonny Liston in 1964 under his former name Cassius Clay. Then in 1967, Ali received a draft notice from the United States Draft Board. He refused induction on the grounds that war was against his religious beliefs. He was stripped of the title and banned from boxing in most states. Frazier won the vacated title in a tournament. Both men had won gold medals in the Olympics. Ali in 1960 and Frazier in 1964 and both men were undefeated in their pro careers. The hype leading up to the fight was incredible. Everyone was talking about it, even those who weren't sports fans. That night in New York City, Madison Square Garden was filled to the rafters. Many of the top celebrities of that time were in attendance, including Frank Sinatra, who worked the fight as a photographer for Time Magazine. Burt Lancaster worked the fight as an announcer. The arena was buzzing with excitement and anticipation. Billed as the fight of the century, it wasn't just a fight, it was an event. I was just three weeks shy of my ninth birthday, and my brother was 12. Both of us were rooting for Frazier. We liked his style of boxing and felt he was a humble man who didn't brag about his accomplishments. We didn't like the brashness and cockiness of Ali, who not only bragged about his accomplishments, but also degraded his opponents. He seemed to take particular delight in mocking Frazier, even going so far as to call him an Uncle Tom. Nothing was further from the truth. Frazier knew the sting of racism all too well. He grew up poor in South Carolina, the youngest of 12 children. Frazier was a key player in helping Ali get his boxing license back. He had even lent Ali money during his suspension. Although he didn't show it, Ali's words cut him deeply, and he silently vowed revenge. Finally, all the talk was over, and the fight was about to begin. My brother and I sat in our bedroom with our transistor radio, waiting to hear news on the fight. 
Our parents were good about letting us stay up late for sporting events, under one condition. We had to be up when the alarm rang to go to school in the morning. The news station gave updates after each round. From what was being reported, it didn't sound good for Frazier in the early rounds. Ali was using his reach advantage to keep Frazier from getting inside, and he was piling up points with his jab. But Frazier's style was to keep moving forward. He was relentless. Sooner or later, he would wear down opponents with tremendous shots to the body, setting them up for his famed left hook. In the middle rounds, Frazier began ducking punches and wearing down Ali with body shots. But Ali was a very skilled boxer. He'd dance, move, and flick that jab in your face. It was challenging to hit Ali with a solid punch to the head. That's because he was always moving backward. According to the radio reports, it was a close fight going into the 11th round, with Ali holding a slight advantage. But coming out for the 11th round, both fighters looked tired. Frazier knew he was behind, and that time was running out. He went on the attack. With about 30 seconds left in the round, Frazier caught Ali with a solid left hook that shook the former champ. He hammered Ali again with two more left hooks. Ali's knees buckled, and he barely survived the round. Ali recovered, though. Rounds 12 to 14 were about even. But according to the reports we were getting on the radio, it sounded like Frazier was ahead by a small margin. There was only one round to go. My brother bit his nails as I paced the bedroom floor. The suspense was terrible. Suddenly, we heard a report over the radio that a vicious left hook had knocked Ali down. He got up quickly and finished the round, but we felt confident that the knockdown had clinched the decision for Frazier. We crossed our fingers and waited to hear the decision. We waited and waited. Finally, the reporter on the radio announced that Frazier had won a unanimous decision. We jumped for joy. The victory was extra special for us because just two months before, we had watched our favorite football team, the Dallas Cowboys, lose the Super Bowl on a last-second field goal to the Baltimore Colts. We couldn't wait to read about the fight in the newspaper and talk with our friends at school about it. March 8, 1971, it was a day in sports that I'll never forget. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. 
Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and pigskindispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on sportshistorynetwork.com, pigskindispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.